to the Stop Booking Around podcast. I'm John Cronshaw. I'm Russell Evans. Last week, I gave Russell some homework. Are, are you on the naughty step or have you, have no, you done I did, homework? I did my homework. Yay! Well, <laughs> I think you've done more homework here than you did at your entire time at secondary school. So, uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well much. done, you. Well Thank done, you. you. We went over your protagonist last week. This time, we want to go over your antagonist. So, this is your bad guy. This is, you know, the person who is going to be pushing against your protagonist as the story progresses. How did you find that? When I first started coming up with the idea for the story, I didn't have an antagonist. I had the beginning of the story. I had the the images condensed onto a page and the the characters sort of came in service of that. This character in particular became the best candidate in my eyes for an antagonist. And I feel like it would be an antagonist that would matter. It wouldn't just be like, he's the bad guy. Uh, we said before, every villain is the hero of their own story. They have, they have a purpose that they care about. And you can understand, you can, you can see their motivations, but obviously the problem tends to be their methods. Iniego Serpieri is his name. He won't start off as the antagonist, at least not obviously. He will be a mentor at first. This is interesting. I'm, I'm just having a look at the sheet you did on Google Docs that you shared. And I like this. You've got demeanor, calm, lighthearted, kind, stern, powerful, nature, suicidal, amoral, manipulative, angry, age 425. So <laughs> <laughs> this is a character I'm interested in already now. So. Uh, in Yago's experience was insanely traumatic to the point at which left him broken and very much far away from who he was. This world has a means of dealing with that and he was essentially rehabilitated and brought back to his real self, his original self. And for the longest time, that's who he was. He was this calm, light-hearted, kind, stern, and this is the person that you would want to teach you. But again, because of the nature of the world, and as you can see by his age, the natural fear of death goes away, and you have a hell of a lot of time to ruminate on the past. In some ways, he's sociopathic at this point. It sounds like a really kind of rounded character then. You know, you've done the casting as well. Tell me about this guy. So it's uh, Javier Bardem, who I think is a wonderful, wonderful Hispanic actor. This character's a Hispanic character. He comes from Spain. He was the villain in uh, No Country for Old Men in yeah. which he played a psychopath. He, he was fantastic in that. And he was absolutely was, brilliant. Yeah, he was generally scary by not doing much as well he wasn't a uh, an over-the-top character not at all he, he was just, very flat and just, yeah this is what i'm going to do and this is why and yeah and he's saying, terrific <laughs> yeah exactly like and his his menace came from his purpose yeah and again you got the feeling that that character didn't look at themselves as evil or good and they were just purely amoral and they were just doing what they were doing um, and that's where the fear of it comes from because then you don't quite know what they're going to do Really what I want for him is that he is this character where it doesn't take much for him to be seen in a menacing light, but I want the readers to enjoy him as a character so much so that they don't really pay attention to that. You're going to be doing something quite sophisticated with this in a way. One of the main things that I'm thinking is if you're telling the story all the way through from Dora's perspective and the reader's kind of along with her, seeing the world through her eyes almost, you know, they're going to experience this guy, this mentor, this then antagonist, through her eyes 
like you're going to be kind of sucked along with the charm as well and you're going to like him and i suppose when the kind of turn or you know the gradual development thing does come i mean it's that thing isn't it i mean i think it's been debunked as a bit of a myth but you know it still stands the idea of the if you put a frog in a um yes. you know a thing of warm water and you keep heating it up and heating it up like it won't notice the transition like i think that's quite an interesting thing to play with especially with a an antagonist character where you turn around and suddenly you're like when did you become like this when did this happen and i'm hoping there should be a point within the story mm. where that realization is going to dawn on dora and something is going to flip where she realizes actually this isn't right i'm the only one who can do something or yeah i think it is it's because you you buy into them and you buy into them because the main character buys into them and if you can if i can write that well enough that that will be one of the main crooks of the of the story is the sort of the relationship uh, how it changes between the protagonist and the antagonist and i i I find myself inspired by a lot of uh, japanese fiction the japanese have a very interesting history of writing stories about the struggle between the mentor and the student Uh, i've seen so many great works where the mentor turns out to be the bad guy and because of the way it's written and the way it's done, you don't see it coming. And I know I'm, I'm giving it away now, so anybody that does, listens to this... Matter. In a way, this isn't about your story. This is about you getting mm. your book written. So the people who are hopefully listening to this will be along with you. They'll be cheering you on. I'm cheering <laughs> you on. I want you to do this and we want you to finish the book. I think you've got a solid main character. I think you've got a solid antagonist. I'm actually going to give you some homework now for next week. You're going to do some writing. We've spoken about what do you need to do with writing? What's the key? (laughs) It's getting to the end, right? Yeah. Okay, so just I want you to basically finish a piece. Now, this can be a short story. It's essentially a scene that you're doing. Yeah. Right? You've got your antagonist. You've got Mm. your protagonist. Yeah. So you've got Inigo and you've got Dora. They're trapped in a lift together. They can't get out. Right, that scene. Okay. doesn't have to be used with anything we're not doing this for this this is so you can get the characters voices fixed and so you can get their reactions fixed because people in who are trapped in a lift will react in different ways and if you're trapped in a lift with someone else together you know one person might be panicking the other might be going look let's sort this out or there's so many different ways you can frame this and i want you to think about these characters how they deal with that and then I want you to write something that's at least 500 words, preferably a little bit longer, but just write it, finish mm. it, and then go back and tweak the words if you want to. But the key is to get to the end without looking back. Okay. So does that I think sound good? Do that. Yeah, I think it's going to be a weird experience because, as we mentioned before, I have this, I really do have this habit of like editing as I go because yeah. I don't want to look at what I've written and cringe, but I think that the cringe is an important part of the process. The cringe is <laughs> that you do when you're finished. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, instead <laughs> of it being like this, oh, I'm not, I don't want to look back on what I've written and cringe, which yeah. is sort of an ego thing, really. What I need to be able to do is, like you said, just write it get it done don't don't worry about how it's going to make me cringe because it probably will but it's better yeah. to just do it all in one go and then <laughs> get all the cringing done after that yeah um, then you can improve it and you know what when you don't need to show this to anyone this isn't going to be in your book but this is a necessary exercise because number one you need to learn what your characters sound like you need to learn how your characters react you know when you're writing them you might find something about the character that you didn't know about that was buried within your subconscious that'll come out when you do exercises like this. And most importantly, you need to finish something, right? 
So you mm. need to finish this. You need to get this first draft of this written by next week. So that's your homework, Russ. Okay. <laughs> <It's all right>. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Excellent. Remember, if you are enjoying this show, please do share it with one of your friends, an author friend, or someone who's an aspiring writer who maybe needs a bit of a kick up the backside to get their book done. If you've not done so already, could you please leave a review on iTunes? This will help spread the word about the podcast and get more people cheering Russ on. You can send messages to Russ by emailing me. It's john at johncronshaw.com. So that's J-O-N-C-R-O-N-S-H-A-W. I want him to feel encouraged. I want him to feel motivated. And I want him to feel accountable. Because if he doesn't get this done, he's <laughs> everybody else down. <laughs> um, feel, feel free to tell me you're disappointed with my yeah. progress and I'll try harder. <laughs> or you can tweet me. It's at J-L Cronshaw. So until next time, cheerio. Bye.